Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Chris Deaton, who's been covering the rollout of the GOP Obamacare repeal replace plan and the three-phase, four-door, nine-level, multi... Uh, is it a three-level pyramid mm-hmm. scheme? If <laughs> if I give health care to two friends and they give health care to two friends, we get rid of Obama. Chris Deaton... Explain it to us, please. Well, first of all, it sounds like there's a 1-800 number that you could call to get insurance <laughs> at that point if we're ske- scheming about it. Um, so to try so to— fa- we have phase one. Yes. Which have- is an incomprehensible— plan released by the Republicans this week. Right. And it makes it sound like the multiple stages of a, of a rocket launch. And this thing is kind of, you know, <laughs> crashing right now a little bit. But to try to make this, this is the difficulty with all of this, just as a preface to try to be as concise as possible with it, because there's so much stuff going on with it. The best way to think about it conceptually is what Republicans like Ryan and Vice President Pence had been espousing from the very beginning, that you had this repeal component. And then you are going to take a variety of measures to address the replacement of it. And there are different procedural tactics that Congress can use to address certain things. And then there are certain regulatory measures that the executive branch under uh, Tom Price, who's the Health and Human Services Secretary, can also take that are non-legislative. So it was just on Tuesday that the president of the United States through what else, the power of his Twitter feed, decided to spring on the entire GOP caucus that there is going to be some sort of three-phase process to this. And it was always going to be kind of like that, but nobody had really put a name to it. So phase one, this incomprehensible thing that Mm -hmm. you were talking about here, it's termed budget reconciliation. Really fun term for the folks back home. Remember that one on the (laughs) $1,000 answer in Jeopardy tonight. Um, And essentially what it allows Republicans to do is take the budget-related portions of Obamacare and undo them and also replace them with other things that are part of a new health care regime that relate to the federal budget. So just to give you a quick example, you hear Republicans are going to undo the individual mandate on right. people buying insurance through this reconciliation bill. What you do is not just take a red pen and strike in the law no more individual mandate, you reduce the cost of the penalty to zero dollars. That's the tax portion. So that's how you do it. So you can see at that point how Republicans can use reconciliation to do things like institute a new tax credit regime to to, uh, incentivize people to buy insurance. You can undo the Obamacare subsidies because that's another tax thing. And then there's a spending portion to that, too, that allows Republicans to get at things like Medicaid. And there was Medicaid expansion in Obamacare, so reconciliation takes care of that stuff, too. So that's 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 one. I'm going to stop and listen, as they say on talk radio. Well, no, so that's phase one. But you mentioned uh, not you, you mentioned the eliminating the individual mandate, but that's not the end of the story. That's right. Because Republicans are proposing a penalty for people who choose to go uninsured mm-hmm. and then they get sick or whatever, and they want to, hey, wait, I, I want in now. Well, you'd pay mm-hmm. a 30% That's penalty. Right. That's not a tax issue. So is that one of the regulatory parts? Is that in phase two? or? Is- well, the, th- the, the 30%... Um- uh, the thirty percent penalty is technically the same type of tax thing. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, it is. It, it, it's essentially like if you're kind of roping in 
um, penalties on people mm-hmm. the same way as taxes. I mean, thinking about the individual mandate as, it, honest to goodness, we can thank Chief Justice John Roberts That's for this, right. who upheld the individual mandate under as a tax, yeah, un, un, yeah un, under you know ta- tax clauses in the uh, in the Constitution. Um, so you can think about it that way, and you can think about the thirty percent um, surcharge. Okay. I think is what Ovik Roy called ah. it uh, the same way. So and so then so that's phase one. You end up with this repealed Obamacare and somewhat replace yes. systems, and also somewat repealed too, and uh, somewhat replaced. No, in fact, yes. I'm going to start that over. Yeah. So phase one, you end up with a lot of the bare bones of Obamacare alongside a lot of changes and repeals. Mm-hmm. And then you go to phase two, and this is an interesting jujitsu move. We're going to see all of those, the secretary shalls and the secretary mays that Republicans used to complain about in the first in the Obamacare bill, right. suddenly turned against them. This is going to be Darth yeah. turning <laughs> against the empire yes. and throwing the emperor down into the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Obamacare, Tom Price is your father at this point. <laughs> Democrats must be thrilled. And that's the, that's the most interesting part about this, uh, this thing, too, because it is the non-legislative component. Um, so I find it pretty fascinating because there's a lot of things that Price can do, and I really haven't gotten the sense that beyond... Um, let's take, for example, there's something under Obamacare that mandates some this... this uh, pool of benefits called essential health benefits be offered, and it comprises, I think, 10 essential benefits um, be offered to all consumers, and that's something that Price wants to deregulate and put back in control of the states, and he wants to do some similar similar types of decentralization things um, from the federal level with Obamacare and sending it back to the state level. But beyond that, I get the sense that there's quite a bit of uncertainty as to what he's going to end up doing. I mean, it's like you said, Michael, he's got a lot of latitude to do this, and we also have to bear in mind, too, that with the, the secretary shall, the secretary shall, that's also going to end up applying to whatever law uh, the Congress sends to the executive branch as well. So there are going to be certain things that he can do down the road that we don't even know about yet. Right. So that's still kind of an uncertain tranche. And so for people who want to feel positive about what has been, to be generous about it, a wobbly rollout mm-hmm. for the repeal, they can say, well, hey, we're going to have this virtually all-powerful Health and Human Services Secretary, mm-hmm. who's a super smart healthcare guy, Dr. Tom Price, who has a free market vision for fixing sure. and replacing, and he'll have a lot of levers that he can push. But still, he can only push inside the confines of the law, and certain exactly parts of right. this are legislation, good old-fashioned legislation, that Nancy Pelosi insisted that they pass so they could find mm-hmm. out what was in it. That brings us to phase three. Twa. Man. Is, so, is, isn't this just silly? I mean, I mean, it is. There's just it's it's so you can see why the Republicans have had such a difficult time trying to explain this, especially since now Trump tweeted that at uh, I think like eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday about this phases stuff. So mm-hmm. we're pretty much going on fifty plus hours at this point. Not a lot of time uh, to prepare. But yes, phase three is the legislative stuff that cannot be attacked through budget reconciliation. So it's the non-budgetary items. One of the most prominent examples is a very big leg of the stool that upholds Obamacare with community rating and guaranteed issue. These are technical terms that underpin the pre-existing conditions stuff that is popular with, according to a CNN poll, 87% of the public. It's usually popular. So essentially what community rating does is that 
it does not allow insurers on the exchange to differentiate the price of premiums between people who are higher risk and lower risk. And with the guaranteed issue thing, that is self-explanatory. Right. It forces the insurers to offer people insurance if they want it, regardless of whatever pre-existing conditions that they have. And at that point, it's this death spiral idea mm. where you're putting upward pressure on the market because the only people who are getting insured are sicker, their right. costs are higher, the premiums are high, the market collapses. So to buttress that, you have something like the individual mandate mm. trying to force these younger people onto the market. That's kind of the entire idea right. um, of the high-risk and low-risk people in Obamacare. So you can see how this community rating and guaranteed issue stuff might be budget-related because it's affecting health care costs in a very big way. But it's uncertain as to whether or not that would pass muster as being technically a budget-related item. Maybe in phase three, if Republicans so choose, right. they could try to get at that. The problem is that they would need 60 votes to do it in the Senate because you have this filibuster stuff to worry mm -hmm. about now all of a sudden. Something that should be mentioned is that reconciliation allows Republicans right. to attack this with just 50 plus one sure. votes. And, and I think people get that and they get the idea that you've got regulations that are just, we've seen under the Obama era's regulations just magically transform. I've decided that your toilet is a you know, part of the river, <laughs> navigable river system. So I think people get that. What, where a, a lot of it falls down is that third part. Mm -hmm. You you know the Democrats are never going to help advance no way Republican health care. What is your plan yeah. for stuff that needs sixty votes? Yeah. And so you get to phase three, and so is that like the hope part? I mean, is this yeah. you know, this, this is this is Harrison Ford in the third Raiders movie where he has to step out into yes. the crevice on faith and y hope yes. that there's a bridge there that he can't see oh 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 my gosh man in latin jehovah begins with an eye <laughs> yeah that, that yeah that that part oh man good reference by it, the way that's the least unwatchable of the unwatchable raiders movies Ooh, god man that's that's movies. we we, we got to get the substandard that's folks in here good. to talk about that, that is true we should good. run that by the and if you haven't listened to the substandard podcast by the way you definitely need to check it out yes. at weeklystandard.com. But anyway, Absolutely. so what what do yeah. Republicans say? What do health advocates say when you bring up the at some point Democrats get to vote? This is this is me shrugging my shoulders right now. <laughs> I don't know. You, you message, you go back to the messaging portion because the 60 vote stuff does get in the way. So Republicans have 52 seats in the mm -hmm. Senate, so you need to keep your entire caucus which on something like health care Ain't easy. Mm -hmm. I ask mean, Rand Paul. Ask Rand Paul. On the other side of it, there was a quartet of senators from states that expanded Medicaid who were worried about what the uh, GOP health care mm -hmm. bill would do to Medicaid expansion. And those senators uh, had some protest thoughts about, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling so good about this. So you, you, you kind of get it from both the more rightward flank and, and, and some of the moderates, too. So that's on top of the bipartisan stuff from the other side of the aisle you have to get already. I'd like to thank you for clarifying so much of the last three days for us, but I can't because I'm just as confused yeah. as when we started. That's one hour and 49 minutes. <laughs> that people are never going to get back. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Chris Deaton, thanks as always for joining us for the podcast. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates, including the brand new uh, substandard pop culture podcast where they talk about the new 
X-Men movie and Logan. Have you seen Logan? I haven't, but I really, really want to. I heard it's outstanding. I mean, well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It's, it's yeah. R-rated, an R-rated comic book movie. Come on. Come it's on. for It's for adult dorks is who it, I, I, that's who it so. is. Yeah. Although I love Deadpool, so I have nothing. I can't yeah, see, talk about go. that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be doing the part where we get out now. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you can subscribe to this podcast, so I cannot imagine why you would want to, on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search for Weekly Standard, and then you'll never miss another Weekly Standard podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.